Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And it's Obert, again, back from break. Is it Obert or Jobert or New Obert? Jobert, but the J is silent. J has been removed <laughs> from my oh, name. It's just okay. Obert again. That's how, that's, how, that's how Obert's always been spelt, by the way. Um, may not know, <laughs> yeah. You may not know that. Is it, it's is actually, it... we, tried, we tried New Obert, um, but there was so much outrage that we had to go to Obert Classic, and now it's more popular than it ever was before, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Obert Classic. Obert Classic. Yeah. Well, how was your how was your summer vacation, Obert? Oh. <laughs> uh, my my summer break was great. I feel like I did more um, since the last time I talked to you guys than I've done basically all year long. Went to a beer fest that was mediocre. Uh, you know, the views were better than the beer, which I guess that was not what you told us. I think you said mediocre would be a nice term for what it yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I was I was drowning up for the podcast. It was bad. There were bad beers, but I had fun. <laughs> bad beers, bad band, but uh, you know, I wrote all my beer reviews on a piece of paper, and I lost the piece of paper. But it was oh. like a lot of two seven fives to three and a quarters. Put it you have, wow, that's that's you pretty have rough. Untapped on your phone. Well, the, there was no service there, so I was going to do them all in untapped when I got home. Uh, but yeah. And it was easier because they had like a like a the it was, was kind of cool. It's the only place I've been to where it had like every beer that they had on tap at the beer fest in a little box that you could write, you know, give reviews and stuff. Because it was like a oh, ballot wow. for best beer. Oh, um, cool! But I had had all the beers already. There no, there was a one new brewery and they had uh, okay stuff. But so what was the best beer? The best beer by, was as rated by Silent J Obert. The best beer was the um, the sou- the sour I want to say from Backslope, and the guy was like, I, I said I was like, hey, is it any good? And the guy's like, yeah, it took me nine months to brew it, and I'm like, that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> Just because a beer takes a long time does not mean it's going to be good. But um, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. He didn't yeah, lie, though. but it was fun. He didn't lie. He told me exactly how long it took to make it. Uh, and then I just recently went to the Under the Big Sky Music Fest this last weekend. Right. Which was awesome. Uh, sounds fun. Snaps of that. Yep. A lot of fun. Yeah. I snapped the um, when they, they played the I Like Beer song in like the intermission between acts. It just came on. And I was like, my, my ears perked up. Like, why am I so thirsty all of a sudden? <laughs> Pavlovian response to this song. <laughs> Um, I told my you it was, a, act, it was a popular song. You were you were not wrong, apparently. Um, but my favorite act was Shaky Graves. They uh, he's from Austin. A couple of people there from Austin. Phenomenal voice, and he just came on, did the first couple songs with just a guitar and like a kick drum, and it was just him on the stage. And then um, he had a band join him for like the second third of his show, and then he finished off with some more just by him. But really good That's musician. Cool. I really liked it, and. Uh, really, really cool. I this is their third year doing it. It's three miles from my house. Um, on this big ranch, nice, huge, grassy fields, views of the mountains. Uh, one of the one of the stages literally has a little stream between the stage and the audience. Um, it was really cool spot and um, just good good times all around. Definitely going back next year for sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love music festivals. And uh, yeah, and my folks came to visit. 
which is which is always fun. Except my dad got COVID like three days after he got here. Oh no! Yeah, that sucks. It does suck. So he's basically been banished to be out of my deck the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) We've just been eating meals like the three of us at one table, him at another table. Uh, Uh, At least it's nice this time of year in Montana. Yes, it has been very hot, but definitely, um, definitely kind of made for a little different trip. And yeah, my folks are here now. The plan is uh, they're going out to dinner while I'm recording a podcast. We were on mission, get over to dinner, but I just got an update. They just got seated. So uh, I guess we're not, not going to happen. Mission failed. Mission failed. Mission failed. <laughs> but they're bringing me home. They're bringing me home dinner. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, oh man, I really thought we were going to do it too. I know. I, I know. wanted the Mission Impossible theme like throughout the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> just under us reviewing beers as fast as possible. Speed I mean, I was this, this episode. <laughs> I had danger zone just like in the back of my mind of like what we were doing. We were like, like launching <laughs> jets. Like, let's go. Overdrive. There we go. <laughs> All three of us crack our beers at the same time. We're just talking over each other to review them. <laughs> hey, if oh. we muted each other, you could just edit it. That's the magic of podcast editing, right? I mean, yeah, that sounds very easy and fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man but i gotta thank i gotta thank joe burt slash jenna for yep. filling in for me last week great job as always yeah it's fun episode yeah yeah sounded like we, you guys had fun we got a uh, dual tally marks uh not not tri- triple tally tri- marks yeah try 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 tally marks yeah no you're you know that's right and i was waiting for this very moment i think it's appropriate now to to add to the ever to the, three time tell yep <laughs> to the new whiteboard <laughs> Uh, I was listening carefully enough to know that Chris did not earn did not earn it. I'm but glad. I'm glad. Read, if you read if you read the show notes, I did read the show notes last week, <laughs> and it made me laugh because I saw that the, that it was just nicely plugged in there. And so I do have to issue a verbal correction to the audience that um no, in fact, it was not a triple tally mark. It was a double tally mark. <laughs> I love how when it, whoever Jenna fills out for, she's going to be competing against herself for tally marks. It's, it, yeah. says, it says Jobert on there, but Judd and Jobert are not the same. Nope, no. different. <laughs> different co-hosts. I also different noticed, co-hosts. Robert, that despite being promised uh, two weeks ago that by the next time I saw you, the whiteboard would be returned. And I'm looking at the whiteboard now. And I don't see the whiteboard back to normal. I see actually a sign that says under construction and it's pinned to the whiteboard. So Yeah. I was I was it's lied to. I told you I was gonna keep that recording, save it, which I did, because it's in the cloud and we can never get anything off the cloud anymore. And now I've been proven right that you did not live up to your expectation. And I have to say, and I will be I will speak on behalf of Chris too. I am highly disappointed. <laughs> Well, you make it sound like the board is empty. It's not empty. No, I can see there's some type of construction, but I was promised a fully functioning whiteboard when you returned. My creative masterpiece took longer to execute than I thought it would. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Uh, But we do have a a lovely frosty mug of wisdom on the board. There is a frosty mug of wisdom up there now. Uh-huh. That, you can that see it's filled with I don't know if you can read it, but we have wisdom, life advice, hacks, a little heart, and then stuff in the frosty <laughs> mug so far. I so I am impressed. I don't believe that you drew that because that's too nicely drawn 
pretty really? good coach. You think that's? I mean, look at this. These the handles are not exactly. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying that even, it's. But. I'm not saying that it's greatly drawn. I'm just saying that it's nicer than I've seen you draw things. I, why, why do you think this is taking me two weeks? <laughs> I. Uh, We're going on that, three now. That's true. A dry erase is a tough medium to work with because I found myself like as I was trying to use a straight edge, it would be erasing the stuff that I had already drawn. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it'll be, you know what, we're, we're working on it still. We're under construction. I wouldn't put that there. You're going to erase part of your, your frosty mug of wisdom. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're okay. See? There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Well, um, but I, I think all this talking about me not being at dinner is making me hungry. Is that how this goes? No. no? And now we're going to review food, apparently. Food, uh, food reviews. Um, well, I have some snacks for you that I talked about on last it's, week's show. I, yeah, I haven't. I'm looking for those 30. nerds clusters, by the way. Dude, the nerd. The, I, I had some with CJ today, and he was like, these are really yummy. And I was like, I know they are. Hit podcast talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the rage. Every podcast these days is talking Every about podcast. <laughs> well, with that, let's let's circle into the beer reviews. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Well, Ober, in honor of you coming back, I'm not going to let you drink first. I'm going to go first. Okay. I, I can wait. That's fair. This is your this is your punishment. You have to go last this week. Okay. All the easier <laughs> for me to snipe to Price is Right. I'm going to bid .01 bottle caps this week. <laughs> well, this week I brought a beer that um, was just sitting in the back of my fridge, and I said, hey, you know what's really good to drink on the hottest week of the year in Connecticut? And a, a barrel-aged Imperial Stout. It's, mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, I feel like I need to be like Homer in that Bart meme where it's like hottest week of the year so far. True. Well, so any of you who have listened to the podcast for a while know that uh, I got married on this week three years ago. And the day that I got married on was the hottest day in like forever in Connecticut. It was like 120 yep. degrees. And <laughs> Chris, really Chris's knees were sweating. Um, oh, never seen so knees much, sweat so in my life. Sweat. Well, they're saying that, that Wednesday, which is my anniversary, is also going to be a repeat of like what it was three years ago. <laughs> so That's crazy. We're in for a hot one this week. Yeah. But I anyways. Spe- rest of your, the rest of your life, you'll spend your anniversary just like going to like an air-conditioned movie theater or like <laughs> right. sitting, I don't know, going on vacation to like the North Pole, something like that. <laughs> right, yes. Getting getting out of the heat is the way to go. Like, last year I went to Montana where it was cooler than Connecticut. It was great. There's no humidity. Yeah. And then listeners are like, well, where was your wife? She did not come on the trip to Montana. She was stuck in the heat and humidity. On our anniversary. <laughs> she was melting. And yeah. uh, I was in Montana. Um. No, so this week I brought a, a barrel-aged imperial stout called Coffee Cake by Trillium. Yummy. I love coffee it, cake. Yep. It is... A, uh, it's made with Vietnamese cinnamon, vanilla, and coffee. It is one of it is one of Trillium's uh, bombers, so it's twenty five point four fluid ounces, and it weighs in at a nice and hefty fourteen point four percent. Wow! Oh, Ooh, quite Lordy. the Monday night for Todd, right? Um, this was brewed out of their Thompson Place facility in Boston, as it says on here, and it was bottled on. Uh, January 15th, 2020. Oh, wow. 
two years old, two and a half years yeah. old. Nice little coffee Not cake. Not quite as the... old as Tud's marriage, but right, <laughs> getting close. Close enough. Um, fun fact: so I bought this beer as I poured in my glass. I bought this beer during like the, the first couple weeks of the pandemic, where I was just looking for a reason to get out of the house, and so Trillium was doing contactless pickup at their facility in Canton. So I just took a drive up there, you know, one random, I think it was like a Wednesday. And I just went up there and picked up a whole bunch of beer because I needed to get out of the house. And it had been nice. like, it had been like three weeks since I had left the four walls of my house. <laughs> so it poured, you know, one billion SRM, uh, no discernible head. It did fuzz a little, or fuzz. It did fizz a little bit, but it, uh, it went away rather quickly. I believe the light test is going to not reveal any light. Nope. Not a single thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know this is a good stout. Uh, I'm I'm a little nervous that it might be flat. I'm not gonna lie, the, the lack of the lack of head really kind of throws me off. But I can see little like bubbles in the top. It's um, interesting. I have it here untapped, and it gives it um, an 11.6 ABV. And I know didn't we talk about Trillium having issues with their ABVs being like wrong? Uh, long time ago and had like the are, you, are you thing. are you looking at the original coffee cake and not the barrel I, aged i am oh that's that's what it is okay never mind i'm glad you said that because i would have given him the wrong average i mean that's fine <laughs> unless i get it right on the, the wrong average mm. right and then it'd be wrong on the right right the right average right. Wrong. it's 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 impossible Take for tally me. mark it's impossible for me to win that's I usually am pretty good at getting the right one pulled up, but for whatever reason, when they have like a non-barrel aged version, I just like, in my mind, I just assume they only make one version of the beer and it's barrel aged. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. They didn't want to try it not barrel aged. Yeah. Um, On the nose, you do get some of that, that bourbon-y smell. Um, You can definitely smell the cinnamon. Uh, I get a little like notes of chocolate too. Like this is a very, it's a very good smelling beer. I'm excited to, to, to drink it and... That's what I shall do right now. Nice. Beer, 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 beer. Wow, that is that is a smooth fourteen point four percent. There is there's no no alcohol flavor at all. I was very nervous that this was going to be like a booze bomb. Um, you definitely get a lot of vanilla. The cinnamon doesn't really shine through on the on like the mouth f- flavor. You know the nose flavor. It's all over it. But on the taste, I get no cinnamon. I do get a lot of chocolate um, and a lot of vanilla. So it's almost like a chocolate vanilla, or it's like a vanilla barrel-aged stout. Um, the bourbon's very smooth. I don't know. It doesn't tell me what bourbon barrel it was It was uh, aged in, I don't think. Does it say on untapped what it was aged in by chance? Uh, no, it does not. Right. Select bourbon barrels. So you okay. know that they selected them. These weren't just <laughs> Good. bourbon barrels from the side of the road. And I do get a little bit of... Um, you know, coffee. There is some some hints of coffee flavor in there. It kind of blends very well with like the chocolate flavor, almost like the the cacao of the cho- the coffee and the chocolate of the beer is kind of meshing very well together. Um, a little upset. There's no cinnamon. That's that's a downfall. And maybe it's a little too cold. It's kind of like an iconic coffee cake taste, you know. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's a little too cold. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll get a little bit of cinnamon on the the taste a little bit later. But it does shine through for the nose, and it does. I feel like it enhances the beer as I'm drinking it. Just no, like smelling the cinnamon. Um, it's a really good beer. I think that this could probably be, you know, rated higher than than what I'm gonna rate it. I'm gonna rate it a four two five, and I think that if if it had the cinnamon, had I maybe have drank this fresh, um, perhaps I would have gotten more of that cinnamon, and it probably deserves to be higher because this is a this is an extremely well balanced stout for 
a 14.4% beer. Right. And did you mention how cold you have it right now? Like, is that a potential? I mean, yeah, it deterrent? may. I mean, the cinnamon may pop as it gets as it gets a little warmer. Um, right. You know, we I took this out about a half hour ago. Okay. All right. So good amount. But it's still relatively cold. I mean, it was in the de- the depths of my beer fridge. So. <laughs> in the Arctic. Right. It was behind the keg, so it was Hell it was yeah. very cold in there. Um. Even colder after your new sock. Even colder after the new sock. Yep. yep. Fridge is running very efficiently. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it. Four two five. I, I I really think this could flirt with a four five. A uh, little bit more cinnamon. You know, if there was if the cinnamon was as balanced as the rest of this beer is, I could see me even possibly rating this a four seven five. But it's it's missing oh, a, wow. an entire smell yeah. that I'm not getting on the you know in my mouth. Right. That's a shame. Uh, I, yeah, I could see that because you're like very confident four two five. Like you're, it's not you're not flirting with the. It's like no four two five missing the the cinnamon. I can respect that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, may, that's just me being petty. So it probably should be a four five, but I'm just being an <laughs> asshole and saying they got the, that's the, four two the five. Petty points. I'm, yeah, I'm missing a flavor. So what do we what do we got for untapped check-ins here? One thousand nine hundred and nine. That's not a lot. No. Like for a trillion beer, that is. So it's very light. The non-barrel aged one had about double that I saw briefly, but and uh, yeah, about half of these that are specified are bottled; the other half are draft. Interesting. I'm going to choose to believe that the people got cinnamon in their mouth. When they <laughs> so I'm going to guess a little higher. Um, everything's been high recently. It just seems like everything we've rated has been stupidly high. It's that inflation. <laughs> up, 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 ten percent. Jesus, uh-huh. <laughs> everything's going up. Even the check-ins. <laughs> this, I used to be able to get this for three and a half bottle caps. Now I got to pay three seven five. <laughs> it's because people pay more for the beer, so they have to cherish it more. You know exactly. Yeah, there you go. Um, would it eclipse a four four? That's my question on Untapped. I mean, that's high. Jenna's was high last week though too, and so was mine. Um, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to say 4.4 flat. 4.4 out. Okay. You are (laughs) 0.01. Get the fuck out again. 4.39. Oh, man. No. Every time. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. 4.39. Yep. Unless you want the other rating. Hold on. Do you want the other rating? I mean, I'll take a shot at it. Is it a (laughs) 4.4? No, no. It's even worse. That one gets locked in. <laughs> Wait, am I really? Is, uh, you guys are you guys are fucking with me. I'm looking this up. No, no. I'm not. E- even the uh, by serving style bottle is a 4.40 exactly. So coffee, cake, trillium, barrel aged. Holy shit! What? Yep. Well, I, I, You're really bad at this game. Honestly, well, you should get it right three times, like some people that do it, like basically all the time. Maybe maybe if before he had checked it in as a four and a quarter, it was a 4.40, and, and he propped it down. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that's that's uh, annoying. I'm well, what to, annoys you more, the fact that you're 0.01 off or that there's no cinnamon in this beer? Oh, the 0.01 off definitely annoys me yeah. more. Because if it was like one time, I'd say, all right, I'm not annoyed. But it's happened like seven times. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay, hypothetical question real quick before we move on to Chris's beer review. Would you rather drink a beer that's a 4.39 average and guess a 4.40 or have a beer that's a 
2.20 average and you guess it exactly correct. Oh. What would you rather have, <laughs> a 4.39 beer or a te- or the perfect on the board? Ooh, that's tough. Mm. That is hard. Chris, you go first. <laughs> I mean, I get them right literally all the time. Um, <laughs> it happens constantly, more than anybody else in the pod. Um, I'd probably go, for the competition's sake, I think I'd go perfect score. I mean, it, it would yeah. make really good podcasting if, like, it was if you guessed that low and it was right. Right, right. Because, like, no beer on Untapped is that low. That's true. It, but it would have be to be the worst beer. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like, no, this is two point two. Like uh-huh. they rated above a two point. Um, Steel reserve, extra yeah. reserve. I'll I'll, sh- I'll 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 share the uh, I'll, I'll use the four point three nine beer as like a after party like celebration. Celebration. There you <laughs> yeah. Go. I mean, how how low do you think Steel Reserve is? I don't know. We should do an episode where we're doing it uh, low. The, the worst beers. The worst beers. Didn't well, we do then... that like episode two? <laughs> well, we did the chiladas too. Oh, we did this. Yeah, that was like episode 40 or whatever. But yeah. Um... So Steel Reserve High Gravity. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, 2.2. It's, it's in the ballpark that we're talking about. So just to give you a heads up. Oh, really? Two, two, 2.16. Oh, so close. With yeah, We were both pretty close, yeah. With 24,000 check-ins. All right, so that's the that's a bad beer. <laughs> All right, yeah, we should we should episode two hundred. That's we got to do the worst beer possible. <laughs> maybe, worst beer maybe manageable. pregame two hundred. If you want to hear oh, if you want to hear one. our bad beer reviews, you got to pay money for them. Oh man, I gotta find one now. Okay. I, I think like we it. all have to. Yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. And we can't use steel reserve now that I, high gravity. Now that I looked it up, well, I feel like I have to look it up. I feel like I have to make sure I get the worst beer. You know. True. I think we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to look at the steel reserve high gravity and be like, maybe it's a three seven five. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess that's Listen, true. I have with, to make a, a trip to Total Wine in the next five weeks. With untapped inflation, it might be. That's might right. Be. Might be. They're it's introducing a sixth bottle cap now on Untapped. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now that I'm I'm done, uh, Chris, I saw you get your beer out of the fridge. Yep, I have it in my hand, um, and I actually have this uh, courtesy of someone from work. Someone from work went up north, and um, they know I like beer. And uh, they were like, "Oh man, went up north, got some treehouse, got some other stuff." And my my I can't remember if he said brother-in-law or cousin or something is the head brewer over at this. Uh, greater good brewery from worcester mm. mass and um it's a good brewery so he he gave me a cup a can of uh treehouse i had treehouse green the other day for the first time in years it was delicious and he also gave me um greater goods pulp daddy which is their uh uh juicy hazy new england ipa uh, nectar of the hop gods it says that looks yeah. amazing that so, is their uh that's their flagship yeah that's what he was saying and i was like you know what i've not had greater good to my knowledge um and i thought this was like uh yeah absolutely i'm gonna do this so the can uh kind of i mean it's got uh what's the big deer elk stag Stag? moose what's that looks like a moose 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 okay moose skull uh greater good on there pulp daddy uh, nectar of the hop gods greater good it says moose achusets usa (laughs) funny confirming Uh, it's an elk confirming it's (laughs) it's an elk Oh, can I can I ask what the date is on the bottom of the can? 
2022. So not even a month old. So perfect. I feel I feel like I feel pretty good. I I, I didn't want to wait any longer. I have another one sitting in the fridge, but it's a sour. I can wait. Um, but this one I didn't want to wait wait much longer. It smells good from the can. It smells very good. So let's see. Let's see what it looks like. So pouring. Yeah, it I will tell you a story after this about this beer. Well, does it have to do with the untapped rating? Because I would love to hear it now if it does. No, it does not. All right, never mind. Let me do my review. Uh, well, a lot of floaties in there. Yeah, I a did. Concerning I did, number of. Ooh, yeast. that was big floaties. I did do a swirl. I did a swirl and pour. So, um, but yeah, there was there was some big big floaties in that one. There's the cinnamon. There's the, yeah, the cinnamon got trans transposed into my beer. Um, anyways, here it is. Uh, definitely hazy. It's a little bit darker than I expected for the the nectar hop nectar of the gods. Juicy hazy IPA. I expect like a, a light orange. This is a dark orange. I know nitpicky at this point uh light test oh it's like god it's like god beer it's like a lantern like if you're lost in the woods and you need light you just use your flashlight you hear the halo theme song come on (laughs) yeah um the head is hanging out for a little bit it's it's a small head but it's there it smells familiar smells like a beer i've had before oh boy oh now I, i get like a I don't know if mango is right, but I definitely get some a little bit of sweetness on it. It does smell it smells familiar. So let's see if the the mouth taste matches up with a beer that I've had in the past. So here we go. My first ever greater good beer. Alright, this is very good. I like it. Um I'm trying to like it does taste like a beer I've had before. And for some reason, like a knee-deep beer is coming to mind. Like I don't know if it's a will work for hops or something along like that, but like it's unlocking some deep repressed memories of beer in my in my mind. But it's it is very good though. Um, it's it's got some bitterness, like almost like a dryness on the end, which I don't mind. But like up front, I do get hit pretty hard with like some citrusy sweetness. Uh, I'm gonna say mango. I don't know if it is mango. That it's it it does have that sweetness to it though. Um, yeah, I mean it's got it's got like a nice little balance. Like it kind of gives you the the sweetness, citrusy, and then it does hit you with a little bit of bitter. It's not super super bitter, but it does leave your mouth a little bit dry. At least in my case, a little bit dry. Eight um, percent alcohol. It's a good beer. Like um, man, I'm trying to like it. Just it gives me those knee deep vibes, like those old old school knee deep vibes. And I don't know why, because I haven't had a knee deep beer in a long time. So, um, but that's what I'm sticking with. It's very good, solid. Um, it is it is brewed with, with citra and mosaic. All right, so that's like a that's like your traditional New England IPA one two punch right there. So um, it's very good. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I wish it wasn't as dry on the back end. I don't know why it's drying my mouth out so bad, or maybe it's just maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe I'm just dehydrated. Well, have you ever had Have you ever had pulp? Uh, I mean, I've had it in like orange juice. Yeah, it's it's very like dry ing. Is it? I, I, I've never experienced that. Not saying you're wrong, but that is a minority opinion on the part <laughs> of the three of us. It's because it's like it like sticks in your mouth and it's like like dry and like dense and nasty. I don't so dislike. Part, so you're saying that's pulp. part of the experience of this beer for you? Yeah, it's for, it's pulp. for Ted. But and it overall, wants to make, and it wants to be it's it wants to be your daddy. It does, and I am beer dad. So really, it's like pulp 
granddaddy. Um, but it is a good beer. Uh, very, it's very easy drinking, especially for eight percent. Um, you know, got the juicy bits, a uh, little bit, little bit of the bitterness that I love. So um, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four. Just you know, solid four. Uh, I think it's deserved. Like if if someone rated a four two five, I wouldn't be surprised. But for me, it's not quite there. I think it needs a little bit more. I don't know, a little bit less of the dry, the dry mouth on the end. Um, and a little bit more of maybe like, I, I mean, you turn up the bitterness at the end, this might be a 425 for me. Um, but it is good. It's very good. Um, well, Untaptiverse. There are 26,927 seconds. Wow. Goodness. Okay. Is it Which good is... enough to break four with 26,000 check-ins? I think so. Don't forget about the last nine hundred and twenty-seven people. Though. That's so many. It's so many check-ins. I mean, I should have. I should have expected it. I think it's just gonna sneak over four. I don't think it'll be very. I don't think it'll be much higher. But I th- I'm gonna say four point oh two. So you are close, <sighs> but you're not close enough. It is four point oh eight. Oh no! I originally thought four point oh seven. Then the number of check-ins threw me off. Damn it! God damn it! I shouldn't have even heard. If I didn't hear the check-ins, I would have said four oh seven all day. Then oh, we would have. Then we would have had a, the second week in a row a possible double double tally mark. P- possible triple tally marks. I know. God, it's still possible to have a double tally mark. No, that is true. it's over. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's possible to have another goose on the board too. That's also no true. Swan. Oh man, it's so mad. Twenty-seven thousand check-ins threw me off. Oh man, um, should have went with my gut. Should have went with my gut. So the reason I asked you about this this beer and what the date was is similar to the, the beer that Obert had a couple weeks ago, um, which I'm drawing a blank on that beer that you had. Um, this one is another one of those beers that like it tends to fall off really fast depending okay. on how old it is. Okay. Obert, you just you found this that one in Montana. Was it um, one that you'd heard of before or no? Yeah, it was the Equilibrium beer. Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, this is another one of those like does not travel or does not does not age well. Kind of like like a treehouse IPA. Like you can drink it for you know, a couple months and it still tastes good. Oh, right. Pulp Daddy is one of those where like I I also rated it a four point oh on Untapped on my check in. Um, but I've had it before where I did not like it just because huh. it it was too old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this uh, it, this, t- this is less than a month good. old. Yeah, it so. tastes good. It tastes good. But I you know I wouldn't be surprised if because it's named Pulp Pulp Daddy. I wouldn't be surprised if they left like some like pulp, actual pulp in there, or like some fruit in there, or something. So it like would go bad very quickly, you know. So I, I mean, uh, greater good. Feel free to reach out <laughs> and schedule yourself on the podcast. So we'd love to hear from you. Uh, don't I mean, listen. I know you think we're big shots. We're really not. We're pretty nice guys. So like, you don't have to be scared of us. We can be bought. Yeah, we can be bought. Yeah. <laughs> This can be a four five easy. Like, <laughs> I, I did not realize that these guys were in Worcester though. So I will have to, uh, I'm have to make a, a trek to Worcester to to go see these guys. Yeah, I've been to Worcester Basically three times. You're, you're next door. Well, I've been to Worcester three times this year, and I've you know the only brewery that I know that is for sure in Worcester is Wormtown, and I've been to Wormtown. It's I went to Wormtown with Chris and. Yeah. It's okay. So I like I've never been like I'm gonna go seek it out. I don't know why like like I haven't been like oh what breweries are in this town that I'm hanging out in. That's very, <laughs> it's very unlike me. It I know. Is. It's normally the first thing I do. Breweries yeah. near me. <laughs> well, Obert, you haven't had a beer in three weeks. No, I haven't. <laughs> Definitely not at the festival this whole weekend. <laughs> nope. No, I'm... water only. Yeah, can, I'm can almost you... beard out, but 
I have room for one more. For for the listeners, can you explain to us what you know? You're at this music festival, and you said I just spent forty dollars on cold snacks to me and Nick. Can you what yeah. what, ha- what happened? Uh, well, I don't want to get too much into it because I'm going to bring a Montaki cold snack to review on the podcast. I decided this weekend it's going to happen. Um, but this is the one downside of the festival is that like Bud Light was ten dollars, Bud Light Seltzer was ten dollars, like a Montaki cold snack was eight dollars, which is uh about 10 times more than you should pay for a montucky but it doesn't make uh, you feel better that in five montuckies you've saved enough for another montucky over buying bud lights that's true it is like the bud light discount kind of you get six for the price of five i unfortunately only had five but you did that free one's waiting for me next time i go like how do you not like you have to purposely go get the sixth one just be like if i was drinking bud lights i would have i would have paid this much money anyways well, I actually saved the money I was going to spend on that six Montucky to buy the beer I'm about to review right now at a reasonable grocery store price. Okay. Yeah. And so without further ado, I'm going to go grab that beer. Okay. So this beer cost me $6.49. Ooh, you saved and it. Is, exactly. It is Imagination's seventh anniversary Lupu Juice 10. Ooh. Um, I've had the Lupu Juice on before. It's their flagship New England IPA. I think it's just their flagship beer in general. They do a lot of New England style beers there, a lot of hazy IPAs. But um, this one they brewed special. It is their double dry hopped triple India Pale Ale. Um, brewed and canned 610 22. So a little older than, than Chris's, but not much. No. Not much. Um, still pretty good. Eight pounds per barrel of Galaxy, Strata, Mosaic, Simcoe, T90, and Cryo. So Wait, what? Repeat that again? Up. Eight pounds per barrel of Galaxy, Strata, Mosaic, slash, Simcoe, T90, and Cryo. Holy shit. Yeah, a lot, I don't, of, a lot of hops. I think it's eight pounds of each of those. I think it's eight pounds of, like, the hop blend. Well, it, 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 there'd be so many hops. <laughs> 64, it, I mean, it's, 64 pounds of hops. It doesn't even matter. Like, like when you homebrew, the little bags of hop you buy are, are one ounce. Yeah. So, so there's 128 of those packages in the <laughs> barrel of beer. There's a, there's a lot, of, lot of hops in here. I, and I, stuck, I stuck 12 in the beer that I just brewed, and I thought that was a lot. 12 ounces? Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, and this has 8 pounds in a barrel. So, but you Holy. didn't brew. You didn't brew a barrel's worth either. You only no, but brewed I brewed five, five gallons, or I, it came out to like five and a half gallons. But that's still yeah. And a barrel is six times that, right? Thirty-one gallons in a barrel. Yeah, I want to say. So they used more so. than they used more than what I used by multiples. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to to see. And they went all out for their seventh anniversary. I I picked this up a while ago and was sad I couldn't have it on last week. But was saving it for you guys. Wow, just cracking it. You get huge hop aroma on the nose. I, I have to bet that that's going to be bitter AF. Yeah, these guys do a really good job of um, making them juicier than bitter. But my parents were kind enough to bring me a second treehouse glass. Now I have a matching set. So. Ooh. You know, I now I have one for the pregame and the main <laughs> show. Or for when I come over to visit, we can both drink exactly. out treehouse glasses now. That's true. Um, I don't think I mentioned that this is, I said the Lupa Juice 10, it's also 10.0 ABV, so a little higher for a New England style IPA. Good, got a solid five-eighths of an inch ahead on here. Um, Really, really good. I see what what Ted's looking for here. No, I was just saying, you 
it actually is like a perfect pour. You should take a picture of that and put that on the Instagram before you do anything with it, because it's been a long time since we had a that nice of a looking beer. Here we go. Now, how do, how do you do this, Chris? Okay. Hmm? Cheers. Okay. It is a it is a beautiful beer. We'll see if it makes it on the Instagram. And Chris Chris mentioned last week that uh, he was going to have one for the Instagram. Didn't show up. <laughs> nope. Didn't I actually up. thought about that the other day. I was like, oh, I still have that picture. Okay. <laughs> how's, how's the light? Oh, right. Obviously, what everybody's dying to know. Oh, same, same as mine. Just like Chris's. Yep, that same as mine. Well. Goes right through the cell phone light camera, camera light test. Mm-hmm. The deer in headlights test. Okay, I can't wait anymore. I'm digging in. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes it feel mellow. Ooh, okay. You were right, Todd. It is bitter AF. And that was for Strong. you, Robert. Just in honor of you, I had to play that song. Yeah, it's good. You know what I'm going to do? Is I'm going to make more clips from the song. Because, you know, all I hear is the five, same 10 seconds of the chorus. But there's other, other bangers in the part of the song. You know, there's some other good clips we could put on the pod. All right. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> we'll find some. Uh, yeah, super bitter. Super hazy. Tons and tons of hops. Yeah, this beer would not be out of place on a tap list at treehouse or trillium or anything like that this uh ultra dank and hoppy and juicy i get some star fruit some stone fruit some citrus uh you name the fruit no i don't know i get like a smaller orange i don't know tangerine we'll say that one i can't tell if it's a tangerine or a clementine (laughs) it's, it's definitely smaller than an orange you could even make the argument for grapefruit just because of how bitter it is but Oh, that's what like is a big grapefruit? Orange. Yeah, I know. We're just—it's definitely not orange size. Whatever this it's fruit not a, is, it's not a regular orange. It's, it's no. definitely no, no matter what. It's it's not the orange. big ones are the small ones. Yeah. <laughs> I do think when you do this test, the fruit—what fruits do I get in here? And I think Tud's Tud's the most famous slash infamous for doing that test on the podcast. You can trick your brain. Like if you tell me a fruit and I take a sip, I'm probably gonna get more of that fruit yeah. than. You know, like, I didn't think grapefruit, and then I said it, and I just another sip. I'm like, yeah, I get a little ruby red in here, you know? <laughs> I, I don't disagree with that. I think that, you know, there are certain fruits that have, like, distinct tastes. Like, for me, for whatever reason, pineapple always tastes super bitter. Um, don't know why that is. I don't know what it is about pineapple that my tongue doesn't know how to, like, pick up what a pineapple actually tastes like. Because, like, pine- like when, I eat, <laughs> when I eat a pineapple, it does not taste bitter. But when I have it in a beer, it always tastes bitter. So there's certain fr- fruits like that. But yeah, it's you could just say small orange, or I, I sometimes you just lump that in the orange, but it tastes like an orange. Uh huh. Yeah. Like a bitier orange. Yeah, but it it does have a lot of sweetness too. This triple IPA, it's it's a little sweeter. Uh, they, I, I had to decide which lupu juice I wanted to pick to bring on here because they have a whole bunch of beers they released for the seventh anniversary. One of which is the lupu juiced, which is uh, the lupu juice, I think, with the, the addition of passion fruit. Um, I opted for this lupu juice 10, and uh, it is not as sweet as the lupu juiced. I can say that for sure. But um, it is not the only thing I would say the downside, or the only thing I would knock this beer on is at weighing in at 10% ABV. It's a lot harder for me to want to pick up 
after a full day of work, you know, making dinner or whatever, just like it's a one and done for me. Whereas some of these other Lupa Juice beers that Imagination makes or the other hazies are uh, not crushable per se, but more approachable. Uh, I mean, that, crush, it's all in your mind. Any beer is crushable if you want it to be crushable. That's true. <laughs> it's very you true. Even yourself. <laughs> I mean, if you want to crush a Utopia, that's you can do it. Oof. Todd is famous for his hot takes on crushability. <laughs> uh, this is not crushable for me, but uh, it's the only thing. Triple IPA sometimes can be just a little too much for me. That's the only thing holding this back from a four seven five. Uh, this is a, a four point five for sure. Oh wow! Okay, a strong four point five. Happy anniversary, uh, imagination. Uh, it's been a good seven years. So, uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if Untapped is going to have a lot on this one. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's got forty four. Check it for the Lupu Juice ten. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> It's for them. It's about average. They get about fifty. I'm, I think it's like the same forty-four people who check in every one of their beers, <laughs> me included. Um, but not this one. I would have been forty-five. Want to make that clear? I have not checked this beer in yet. Oh, it's so good though. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna get on the board this week, guys. It's so hard with them because. I might. <laughs> no, you're out. You're definitely <laughs> out. It's between me and Tut now, and I gotta get within point oh one. This deserves. You know what? In honor of Tud. I'm guessing a four point three nine. Nope, not not even not even close. Four point one one. Yeah, they usually get around the four and a quarter or lower mark. I don't know if you can tell me what some of the other Lupa Juice from them get, but uh, it's a shame because it's such a good it's such a good beer. Let me see real quick. I'll just this is a case of Untapped being wrong. Run run down a few uh, seven Lupa Juice seven four one three four zero five four point zero four three four four two three. Oh, yeah, that uh, Lupu Juice 8 DDH is. Or the yeah. normal Lupu Juice. So, yeah, I mean, this seems to be like uh, low middle of the pack when it comes Although, to Lupu Juices. Yeah. If, if you ever find Lupu Juice 438, get that one. Oh, that yeah. Because oh, wow. the that one 35 people who checked that one and rated it high. 17. 4.46. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that's, the, that's the. Bottom line, they're wrong. I'm right. It's a 4.39. Uh, I'll just give myself the, the tally mark and we'll move on. No. Todd earned this one. Um, but before I get into the honks, I, I did want to ask, because it hasn't come up in a while, what's going on with the, the Tud's Pineapple Upside Down Cake homebrew? I've been dying to know. It's been three weeks since we've had an update. So um, so it is it is drinkable. Um, at first... Crushable? It, 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 well, yes. It, it, so... It weighs in at a at a very crushable four point eight six percent ABV. Okay. So, don't know how I brewed a session IPA. I don't know how I brewed an <laughs> IPA that was that's lower. It's lower in alcohol than a Bud Heavy. Um, I will tell you this: it is very bitter. It and it has a ton of pineapple flavor to it, like to the point where, like, as somebody who just complained about the fact that I can't taste pineapple in beers that taste like bitterness, I can taste the pineapple in this beer. Um, I also could taste the vanilla and the cherries, um, and it pours kind of similar to the color of Chris's beer, where it's a little mm-hmm. bit darker in color. Um, it's not quite a, a hazy, like, New England style, but it still is a hazy, like, for a lack of a better term, it's a hazy, like, amber style. Um, but it is drinkable. I, it, it took a little bit to get it going, because, you know, as I mentioned that I, I, I put in, um, you know, 12 ounces of, of hops throughout the process, and... 
that turns out that that some of that that hop gunk uh, blocked the uh, the the out tube on the keg. So I had okay. to so I had to you know force blow out CO two through the through the tube by sticking the CO two cartridge on the other side, and that. Yeah, you have to release the pressure on the other on the in valve, so you don't like you know, so the air has somewhere to go. And so I I shot beer um, across my kitchen, <laughs> clean across my kitchen. So, but I did clean the the clog, and now it's drinking really good. Um, okay, I'm, ex- I'm excited nice. for Saturday. Uh, I, I think oh, it's it's this week, this weekend. It is, it is this weekend. So when you're hearing the sound of my voice, if you live in Connecticut for twenty five dollars. Or I guess close enough Massachusetts, um, or if you feel like driving, screw it. I mean, if you want to come from Montana to, to go to the beer <laughs> festival, have at it. Um, I don't think you can drive that fast. I don't think you legally can get there from here. You could in that time, but get on a it's plane. Like a 20, it's like a twenty-four hour drive, right? I mean, if you go nonstop, it's. I think it's forty hours. This comes out midnight on Thursday. It could be done. Okay. All right. <laughs> get your get your uppers and get your car. So anyway, so you could, um, so if you, if, if you're hearing the sound of my voice and you're close enough to driving of Hartford, Connecticut, in Manchester, Connecticut, Labyrinth Brewing is doing a, a homebrew competition, or homebrew wort competition this Saturday. For $25, you can go and you can vote and you could, you know, obviously you need to vote for me. So I, I win people's choice, but I think that it's, I actually think I stand a decent chance of maybe not winning. But I think I will get more votes than I'm expecting myself to get because it's insanely flavorful for a 4.86% beer. Like, it doesn't taste it, it doesn't taste like a 4.86% beer. It actually almost makes me doubt that I did the calculation wrong. But I always think that. Yeah, right. I never know. But I And you I, got a fancy new hydrometer. I went back and I checked this like five times. And I'm like, I, I'm like it's, it is what, it's what I got. Um, I will I tell you I think the only that, solution is to drink a gallon of it and see if you get drunk. True. <laughs> so I do have a if you would you like to hear my description of of the beer? Well, and I want to know what the name of the beer I have to vote for is. Is it hashtag untapped let's get on this? No. So the name of the beer is Pineapple Princess. Um as as other such great breweries, I was at a loss for a name. So I did what other breweries do and I went on Spotify and I just typed in pineapple. And then SpongeBob SquarePants IPA got you. Yeah. Right. So, so I looked at some names and then I saw Pineapple Princess and I was like, well, that's a that's a good name. I listened to the the song and it's not the greatest of songs in the world. Um, just kind of a song about you know it's an old like like nineteen like fifties song called Pineapple Princess. So I was like, well, that's a that's a good name. Um, you know, I thought about adding in like the bitter Pineapple Princess. I had a whole marketing thing of like where I was going to take like a princess princess Pete. Peach and like change her dress to be like a pineapple and like, <laughs> like make her kind of like the disgruntled pineapple princess, just in kind of like playing the, like the Mario thing. But ultimately, Obert convinced me that pineapple princess should be the name. Um, and so the description I came with is a light haze has settled over Labyrinth Brewing Company this summer as the pineapple princess has arrived. A crushable session IPA with nice bitterness up front that mellows into a sweet finish with big pineapple flavor and subtle notes of angel food cake, vanilla, and cherries. Don't miss the princess. Nice. Wow, that sounds pretty good. I like that. I, I wish I could be there and taste it. I know. So, and we'll put a link in the show notes for listeners to buy tickets and um, flood Vote for the, Todd. Yeah. Man, he's the man of the people. I mean, you gotta <laughs> you got to pick him. You know? Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're going to come, I... I I ask that you vote for me, but ultimately, I would, 
I don't want to sway the influence of the of the voting. So I will accept Vote whatever it is. Vote for the best beer there, but you're going accepting that the best beer there is the Pineapple Princess. Correct. Um, I will say that I also did. I'm I'm gonna tr- I'm trying to do this. I made I so I created the beer on Untapped. Um, I'm gonna try to like like put a QR code on my like little printout of a sign so they can like go to Untapped and they can give me like actual feedback. Because I would like to like know really what people are going to rate this beer. You know, yeah. I think it's 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 not the worst beer I've ever had. Um, this you know doing 195 episodes of a podcast has showed me a lot of beers <laughs> that are worse than the beer that I brewed. Is it the best beer I've ever had? No, but I'm pretty well, proud of it. I think it's probably I think it actually might be the best beer I've ever brewed. Just because it's that's saying ver- something. It's very unique and it's it's not it's 100 percent not what I was trying to do. Oh. Uh, so it's I like I I am really curious to ask the guys at Labyrinth how did I get a 4.86% beer with all the sugar I added in there all the time I let it ferment and it's not as sweet as you would expect it to be like it's not sickeningly sugary right. it's it's kind of mellow hmm. that's interesting yeah I um are you going to be able to review it on the podcast I thought about bringing it today but I yeah. There's no. There's nothing to rate it against. Well, I I guess what I was going with this is what are you gonna? What would you give it? If you, you know, you talked about you've had worse beers, you've had better beers. You clearly have some kind of. You have something in mind is what you would rate it. Let me pause. I will pour a little bit. <laughs> this counts. This take this. This overlaps his other. The average is a zero point zero. <laughs> uh, don't tell Ted. But if he gets it off by over a point, then he loses the tally mark. Exactly. And he doesn't gain the one from tonight. So, new champion, me. <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. So, I will do a second review um, real quick. I will just point out that Labyrinth does a beer called a Pineapple Love Juice, which is their Turbo Love Juice that they put a whole bunch of pineapples in. Turbo so, Love Juice is delicious. but It yes. is. So, I tried Pineapple Love Juice because they just brewed it. So, I was like, oh, I wonder how it compares to... To my beer. And surprisingly, entirely different beers. But also similar in a way, too, if that makes any... Like, you could tell, like, the wort is a similar quality right. to what they do. Right. But it's not quite the right, like, wort. Um, so, as you can see, it is it is hazy. Yep. Definitely definitely looks dark. Oh, uh, wow. At least from the... Yeah. I wonder if there would... I wonder if you could see any light through it or not. Um, we, we'll, so, we'll, we'll, there's no way to tell. No way to know. Uh, no way to know. <laughs> scientific oh wow no not really so i will say that this is this is one of the the things that i've been struggling with is like so i just poured this off i haven't drank haven't touched the beer in like a week and a half just kind of just letting it just chill um the hops have been settling towards the bottom so it will not pour this hazy on saturday because it will be jostled around and the hops will be moving around um so this is this is abnormally hazy on the nose all i smell is pineapple upside down cake i mean it smells like straight pineapple, you can smell the vanilla, you can smell the cherries. I, this is why I'm like really impressed with this beer. It's it's really like I hit the nose flavors like on the on the nose, um, and then on the on the mouth, yeah. It's this isn't even as bitter as it like when I wrote the the description. It was more bitter than it is now. Like this, it looks like it would be. I I know that this should be bitter because this is all hop you know remnants, but it's it's not. It's kind of sweet and pineapple-y and you can kind of taste the vanilla it's it's a good beer i would give That's this awesome. you know i'd give it a like a 375 i think it i think honestly okay. like not being 
swayed by the fact that I brewed it. It actually is like if I was drinking this at a brewery, I'd be like, that's a it's a good beer. It's a three seven five. Like it's there's nothing obscenely offensive about it and there's nothing you know i would say oh it's a 4.86 percent beer that tastes like this i might even rate it you know i would want to rate it a little bit higher probably wouldn't just because like i could buy like a six pack of this and get you know and drink them and and be fine cool right that's awesome do you get more cake today than you got last time you tried it no not really the cake is very subtle um you know it's kind of hard to discern the cake from the vanilla uh yeah yeah, I guess because you were talking about the vanilla and the cherry. I wasn't sure if that was meant cake, but no. No, so I did pour in uh, three ounces of vanilla um, during the primary fermentation. And I did pour in three ounces of uh, Marciano cherry juice into the primary fermentation. Because I wasn't allowed to do any secondary flavorings. Um, so this is all primary fermentated flavors, which is, again, I'm impressed with myself that I did this. I don't know how it's still only 4.86% ABV. It makes no sense whatsoever yeah well hopefully you get some untapped averages and um right i'm gonna cut this out of the podcast but hopefully there's no trolls that listen to our podcast aka jason (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna go in and review it review it negatively if if jason wants to do that i mean i I, you know like being like any other brewer i can't stop the untapped diverse from yeah, from being Doing an asshole. <laughs> but I actually think that I think that if Jason's listening to this, I think he's probably like, "Oh, that's that's a pretty cool idea." Like maybe he, he might even come to the to the party just because he'd be interested in trying it for reals. Maybe, but yeah, yeah. maybe. I mean, unfortunately, Todd, <laughs> untapped averages is zero point zero. So I mean, you <laughs> it is you're way off. Is. You're way yeah. off. Way off. I actually didn't, losing. I mean, losing a point this week. Yeah, no, oh, sorry, no, no big deal. Should I check? I, I, so I, I thought about checking it in, but checking it as you got to check it in as a five. <laughs> Come on, but that's the thing. It's like I don't. I'll wanna, check like, it as a five right now. Hold on. I don't want to sway the votes anywhere, so I'm like, I just want to leave it all. Yeah. That's, the, that's the point of competition. <laughs> I am genuinely excited. I think that this is going to be. That's I think this cool. is going to be fun. That's awesome. That's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear next week on the update and uh, also. I, oh, if I win, we're opening the show next week with I with we are the champions. <laughs> like, there we go. You'll know in the first two tenths of a second whether yep. we want whether Todd won or not, whether he's banned <laughs> the people. I won. Um, but also, you know, and we were all ready to go to handles, but I forgot to ask Chris about uh, his encounter with a co-host this week. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it was so fun. Um, so uh, for those of you that don't know. Um, my our our good friend Kiwi Kadota uh, was actually in North Carolina this week doing beer stuff uh, because obviously North Carolina beer capital of the world et cetera et cetera yada yada yada. Um, so she was out in Asheville and I was like, well, I mean, if you have you know, she's busy. She's big time. She's busy. You know. Um, and I was like, if you have time, let me know. I only live an hour and a half from there. Um, she hit me up and like literally Tuesday night I planned. <laughs> to go meet her in Asheville Wednesday morning. Um, and uh, I did. I drove out there an hour and a half. We went to, like, five breweries and had lunch. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Like, I mean, you ha- we have Kiwi on the podcast. You watch her stream. You think, oh, my goodness, she's so cool. And then you meet her, and you're like, oh, she really is so cool. Like, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, we had a we had a really good time. Um, you know, it's and, – and, you know, Asheville's amazing, obviously. But, like, it's just – it was so cool. We talked about beer a lot 
talked about beer a lot. We talked about Twitch a lot, obviously, because we're both uh, Twitch streamers. But it's it's so cool. You, and, you're a tw- Twitch you know, streamer? Yeah, I know. We, Beard Head Gamer. It's like it's like a new wait, it's like a new thing. Wait, what is this? What is this? I've never heard of this. Oh man, guys, see, gotta check it out. Make gotta check it out. Twitch.tv slash Beard Gamer. Brand oh, we should new. go check Kiwi. Um, we should go check Kiwi out. You should definitely check Kiwi out. Probably more so than Beard Head, but still, <laughs> but still check check us both out just in case. Uh, <laughs> no, but she's super cool, and I mean, we love Kiwi here, and uh, just solidified it. So I was very excited to be able to go hang out with her. Um, I was like, oh man, I was hemming and hawing because I was like, man, Wednesday's like my last day off, and you know the kids are crazy and blah blah blah. But I'm like, when is the next time I'm gonna be able to drive not that far to see a friend that I've only met on t- online through Twitch and podcast? So. We did, and it was it was it was a ton of fun. So, um, Kiwi, if you're listening, thank you for putting up with me for an afternoon. It's a chore, I get it, but <laughs> my question to you is, how did you and Kiwi go to do more in one afternoon than it's not, <laughs> but like we did in the entire weekend that we were in Asheville? It was Long that's weekend. true. You did do everything that me, you, and Obert talked about doing in a whole weekend, and we didn't do it all. I, you know, honestly, it was one of those things where we just kind of went in. Like, I had to drive home, so I couldn't drink, like, a ton. And I had to, like, sp- uh, like or I had to spread them out. Um, and, you know, we, we went there. She was uh, at, she was already at Green Man. And I was like, okay, I'll meet you at Green Man. So I had a beer there. And then I was like, well, I need to go get take-home beer from Burial. It's <laughs> like, because I need, I need some take-home beer from Burial. So we went there, had a beer, hung out for a bit. Then we went and got lunch at uh at buxton hall of course um and then and then we did so we had a then we went to dissolver then we went to one world i think there was one other place that i forgot mm, no maybe that was it maybe that was it maybe i'm counting wait can maybe we do counting... no no we didn't go to those places uh it was it was you know i mean obviously but still it was a lot of fun and um that's and awesome Bu- buxton hall is still very good i don't know if it's as good as my memory served but it was very good <laughs> Buzzed uh, Chris thought it was not as good as wasted Chris thought it was. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was a, it was a, it was an awesome time and like just like it's so cool. It's so cool. We talked about it. It's like you know random people that you meet on the internet and uh, you end up like meeting them and you're like, oh dang, you're cool. But apparently, some of her her coworkers, beer friends, were like, "Are you sure you want to meet like a weird dude you met on the internet?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I valid. Like, I, I get it. I valid. get it. <laughs> oh, but but it was all cool. I met I met some of those guys too. So it was it was it was a lot of fun. So I highly recommend um, checking out uh, Beer Dad Gamer on Twitch and Kiwi Kadot on Twitch. So there you go. Boom. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we can't end this segment without getting a, a Kiwi call from Obert. Kiwi, Kiwi, Kiwi. There you go. <laughs> That's what the bird sounds like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is now time. To head to our frosty mug of wisdom. Did you draw that with... just so you can motion it with your hands and then read off of it because you don't know we <laughs> don't remember what you say each time? No, that's the part, that's the bit. Is I make stuff up every time. It's supposed to be different every single time. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I did not. But it is reminding me the whole episode that it is the frosty mug right behind me. Um, but no, it's time to head over to the frosty mug of wisdom where we give you stuff we like slash love, uh, handily handles, wisdomy wisdom, uh, just things that are going to make your smile brighter. Uh, <laughs> with that, Jordan, take it away. 
your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. Thank you, Jordan. As always, um, and this week I'd like to thank uh, Imagination for their Lupu Juice Ten. What is happening here? <laughs> no, I just they called Jen out for last week. Um, no, we can't skip this part. Tud Hong Kong Hong Hong Kong Hong Hong I heard him this week. You are the man of the people uh, this week. Hopefully, you're the man of the people this weekend. As we can only hope. Uh, I am. As, I know that. I know there's a bigger prize for like winning like the judging competition, but I am going in for the people's choice competition. Like, okay, <laughs> that's really what's important is the people. You know, right. that's what we're all about here on this podcast. But as being point oh one off, you you are going to take that frosty mug from the freezer and uh, disperse it as you will. So I'm going to go first, and I'm going to give Obert the option of picking between two different handles. Obert, do you want a a uh, beer drinking, like home brewing, like another handle similar to last week, but this one I think is a little bit more useful. Or do you want an item? Ooh, I feel like I'm. They're both items on that episode, say, and I have to go with the mystery box because there could be anything in there, even a boat. Even a boat, you know. So I want the item. I want an item. Okay, so my handle this week is then it's it's an everlasting comfort insulated cooler backpack. That I bought. Oh, still beer related. I wasn't expecting that. Still beer related. Um, so I bought this backpack off of Amazon um, on Prime Day, and this baby holds 54 cans for. It stays cold for up to 24 hours. It is a backpack. Um, it is waterproof and leak proof, and I've tested it. Uh, I filled it up with water and just kind of I let it sit there for six hours. No leaks, no nothing, and so it can fit 54 cans into the body. And on the sides, it has pockets that are big enough to hold each pocket on the left and the right to hold two wine bottles. So you can so you can carry around four bottles of wine and 54 cans of beer. Uh, it came with a bottle opener attached to the, the backpack. And it has a whole bunch of other little cubbies where you can store, you know, other paraphernalia that you may want to store in your in your bag. Whether that be, you know, plastic cups or, you know, maybe some ice packs. If you want to put your cell phone back there or a cell phone charger, would all fit. So I I recommend this item. I can vouch for it. I this is the, I was nervous about buying a a cooler backpack because you know I've had I've seen some in the past that have that I've had bad experiences with. This one though, this one worked for me, and it so far so good. So everlasting comfort stores cooler backpack. What did you pay for it on Prime Day? So on Prime Day I bought this for thirty one ninety six. It's a good price. Yeah, not bad. I think generally it retails on Amazon for about forty bucks. Um, on, it's it's usually on sale. I had been monitoring it for you know a few months. Just it it is one of the highest rated cooler backpacks on Amazon. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable spending forty bucks on it because you know who knows, maybe I won't like it. But then on Prime Day, I was like, well, it's it's down to thirty one ninety six. Generally, it, it, it's it's MSRP is is forty nine ninety five. So. I got a pretty good discount on it. I recommend it. So far, so good. If you try it out and it works, let me know. Alternatively, if you tried it and it sucks, also let me know because uh, I still have a 30-day return window. 
<laughs> you, know, you know who would have loved this handle? Uh, 18-year-old Obert would have loved this yeah. handle. Uh, one of the first times I ever drank beer, we someone basically dragged a keg up a mountain in eastern Connecticut, and we had a keg of extremely foamy uh, Keystone Light, and <laughs> it was disgusting. It was also warm at that point. But you know how you prevent your beer from getting all warm and foamy? Put it in this backpack. Yeah, I I think that, you know, am I am I upset that it could potentially hold 54 cans? No. Do I think that I will ever put 54 cans of beer into this thing? Absolutely not. But I think you should view that as a challenge. <laughs> but also it's it's 54 it's it says 54 cans. So I think they're using standard 12 ounce cans. A. Most beers are now 16 ounce cans. And I don't know if it's 54 cans and then like no ice. But like as we all right. know, yeah, that's you've got to have yeah. copious amounts of can or of ice in there to keep your cans cold. So I don't know if like I always thought this would be a good idea for like if you're going camping or if you're you know going to like somebody's house. It's 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 easier than throwing like a you know a purse cooler on like your shoulder. You could just throw it on like a backpack and just you know mosey on in. Yeah, here's my life pro tip handle for you, Ted. Just take ten empty cans. Fill them with water, put them in your freezer. It's leak-proof, and then you can fit 44 cans and 10 cans of ice in your backpack. <laughs> are, wait, how are they leak-proof? No, the the, ba- the backpack's leak-proof. So even as the cans melt, the water uh, in the backpack, okay. you don't have to gotcha. worry about spilling. No, that's, that's a, cool. That's a good hack. I like that hack. Yeah. Um, but okay, uh, that, was a, that was a great handle, Todd. Who's going next? Chris. Oh man, I th- I honestly I was I was expecting you to have already gone by now, but um I promised you guys last week you picked you picked candy last week you get nerdy this week so um one of my favorite games and I sent this guys I sent this to you guys already one of my favorite games of all time is The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time um and recently on a Twitch channel called Games Done Quick which is uh, they do a lot of like super fast speed runs yeah speed running they so many so many viewers <laughs> yeah like, G- there's a gdq event every summer yeah too and they raise uh, money for charities and stuff and on this game uh, this uh the 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 summer uh games done quick uh they did uh something in ocarina of time legends of ocarina of time that has never been done before and it is completely insane um, so for those of you who don't know, Ocarina of Time came out on the N64 in 1998, uh, arguably one of the greatest games of all time. Um, and essentially what they do is they use a, a, a robot called Taskbot and, um, they use, they, they exploit something called arbitrary code execution, which is basically code that's left in the game that isn't really utilized, um, all the time. Um, this is a very dumb understanding of it, by the way. I just want to—I just want to point that out. This is my understanding I, of it, which is I not- love hearing Chris explain this because I know way more about this than I ever should, and it's like so funny that it's making his way into our podcast. Because I have—I <laughs> don't—I don't know what the hell we're talking about. No, I mean, like, I, this is just, I watched, like, a couple videos, I, I, I watched, like, basically the video that we're going to put in the show notes, and I watched another video that kind of in- introduced it to me. But anyways, um, they use this task bot. So basically what it is, is is a bunch of, like, commands that are used on the controller to build parts of the game 
or, or build more of the game that shouldn't have ever happened that never that doesn't happen like it's not it's not real it's not like but it is real because it's an unmodified cartridge but anyways so basically this this robot the entire time it, it's tud, tud it's it's very much so it's very much this 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 robot is constantly inputting um controller commands into the n64 while the game's done quick guy whose name i can't remember off the top of my head um is playing the game and it plays a completely different version of ocarina of time that no one's ever played before and it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous and it all i don't know if i want to spoil it but it all culminates with like something that that ocarina of time lovers throughout all of all from 1998 till now have been dreaming of and that's like naked Zelda, Zelda naked, you know, like you know, pointy, Link, pointy, pointy, pointy pixelated boobs and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> you play as Ganon. You play as Ganon, yeah. No, but it is like so incredible that they were able to do this. I, I, I highly recommend, especially if you love this game, um, go watch the link we're gonna put in the show notes. It's the full run. It's about an hour, so it's like you know a a, a, sh- a short, medium showers worth. I was gonna so say two like, showers, but. For Chris, that's no, like no, one. no, short, short, medium shower, um, three quarters of a bath. <laughs> do we we have a uh, shower scale now? Apparently, shower oh, scale. <laughs> it's all in YouTube videos. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a new scale. This is it's time. On shower a scale, scale of one to ten, Dave Portnoy pizza reviews. How long is this video? <laughs> How long is this shower? Um, anyways, <laughs> but like it is, it is insane. I've never really watched any of the games done quick stuff before, um, so that was impressive nonetheless. But like just seeing them do like manipulate the game in a way that build built like a brand it, it's it's ridiculous it's it's crazy it's just crazy you really have to watch it um i don't want to spoil it in case you are interested so check it out um i'll watch it yeah, over now that, it's, it's, I, now think that, that I, I think that this handle is just for me to be honest can you explain this in more layman's terms for people like so, me so tas stands for like tool assisted speed run and it's where you can enter the exact command on your controller every single frame. So people build speed runs without any human error at all. And when you do this TAS inputs, you can use it to manipulate the code in a way where you can skip entire parts of the game, you can load parts of the game that shouldn't be loaded at all completely. And that's what's happening. And it's also kind of a unique feature to the N64. That's You see that a lot with Ocarina of Time and also um, Super Mario 64. Very common to see TAS runs of those two games in general. Uh, it's It's kind of bonkers because of how much they were trying to put into the cartridges of games when there wasn't enough storage to really execute what they wanted to do on them. So you end up with being able to do these weird-ass, like, backwards jumps in Mario to skip whole levels and everything like that. Uh, it's There's hour-long videos I've watched. <laughs> Multiple pizza reviews, long videos of uh, <laughs> explanations behind all of this. And Yeah, I'm still... Comp- it's listeners, not- listeners, if you're still lost just like me, don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's such a niche thing. I just yeah. love watching speedrunning videos, so I, mean, I will watch this one. 
I will say, uh, I'll just say this. Like, if you are a fan of the Zelda series, Ocarina of Time specifically, or anything, like, watch the video. It is 100% worth it. Like, I, I, I watched, I actually did it in reverse. I watched, like, a, a like, kind of like someone's reaction to the video first. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then, and then they, they linked the, uh, the, the OG video. And I was like, oh my God, this is spectacular. Like <laughs> so cool. Um, so anyways, at least Obert's going to enjoy the handle. So well, that, so that we, makes me happy. We know that Dan will enjoy this handle. I already sent it to Dan. Yep. Already sent it to him. <laughs> yep. Yep. I like, as soon as you started talking about Ocarina of Time, I was like, all right, Dan, whatever yep. is going to come, whatever's going to come up now, I'm going to get a text message from Dan saying, I I watched that and it was awesome yeah i already i sent it to him like the same day i sent it to you guys so um but yeah check it out i i like it's it was baffling it was baffling and awesome at the same time it makes uh, man so cool i need a task spot of my own that's what that's what i need <laughs> but anyways there you go watch watch the video that i put in the uh, in the show notes do it now n- now and then read down the podcast well, get, catch back up seven minutes from now right but then read down the podcast tell me how it is <laughs> all right i'm snatching this frosty mug from chris's grasp uh i am also going to have a video game related handle by recommending a video game and that game is subnautica i believe that tud has this on steam because of steve told me steam told me that uh tud owns it i don't think he's ever installed sure. it because he doesn't have the single the first achievement which but is turning on the game more or less. The first achievement is getting in the water. Um, <laughs> the game Subnautica starts off with... The best part you... is I understand the premise, and I'm like, that's night. the whole game is in the water. <laughs> yes, it is. The game Subnautica is you are on a spaceship, and you get in an emergency exit pod like Princess Leia, except instead of crash landing on a desert planet, you crash land on an ocean planet. You crash land on a planet with no land at all, in fact. And you end up in this little tiny survival pod and have to dive into the water and use the resources you find there to survive. This type of game is called a survival genre game. I thought that survival games were like horror themed for a while, but it's not really a horror game. Um, Again, the premise is you just like Use the things you find in the water to survive. You know, you pick up materials and minerals and use them to help you build an aquatic base. You can leave your your little life pod and you can build, again, you're like, it's like a very futuristic space pod that will help, has like a replicator that helps you build stuff if you get the raw materials. So you can build like tanks that let you dive deeper into the water and hold your breath for longer and get more materials and stuff like that. But the whole environment of the game, you start off in, it's, again, an ocean planet. It looks like a coral reef, very beautiful game with cool-looking fish and coral and kelp forests and all kinds of different ocean biomes. Uh, again, beautiful game. I like it a lot. Uh, there's If you are someone who is semi-obsessed with submechaphobia, which is the fear of being deep underwater or things that are underwater, you may be attracted to this game or afraid of this game, and it may be more horror than you than it is for most people. <laughs> but uh, because eventually you get to the point where you go deep enough that things start trying to eat you, which is always fun. 
and you can build little submarines and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I've just been playing it a ton. I love it. Uh, can you beat the game? You can. There's a story mode, which I, a story line in the game that I've purposefully been avoiding talking about because I don't want to spoil it at all. You have to figure out what happened, why your ship crashed. You find other life pods, maybe, of um, people who tried to escape and you hear their like, last recordings. You don't find anybody else, at least as far as I've gotten in the game. Uh, but I, uh, I've just been obsessed with it and I can't wait to finish it. It's been a couple weeks that I've been really into it. And I think even more than tool-assisted speedruns, you'll be into this game. So grab your 54-beer cooler, go somewhere, and, uh, and play uh, Subnautica. It is a lot of fun. It's definitely a game that I've seen like people play, and I've been interested by, but never, ever installed. I feel like, I yeah, would, I, I feel like I'm the person that would get freaked out by it, you know? Like creepy games yeah. like that? I don't know. It looks, like, someone it looks who, like a beautiful game. Yes, it is a beautiful game. For someone who, when you're in the water and you look down and you see your feet and you can't see the bottom and that freaks you out, uh, this game will excite you because there's a lot of that feeling of like... Get aroused. Yeah. Got you. Uh-huh. It, that doesn't really freak me out too much. I don't know. May, I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. It's fun, though. It's a fun game when you're That's like good. hearing like scary ocean noises behind you and you're like... Gotta swim to the surface before I run out of air or this monster eats me. It's what a good a, time. What does a scary ocean noise sound like? Oh, that's scary. <laughs> Listen, if I was in the ocean and I heard that noise, my ass would be hauling it to wherever I had to go. Exactly. And there's no beach. So what are you going to do when you can't get out? Die. Got to go to your ocean base. Anyway, uh, Subnautica, check it out. Ted, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so with that we'd like to thank you all for listening uh we'd like to thank the, the breweries who provided today's beers i will thank trillium for their coffee cake imperial stout the barrel age version i would like to thank greater good for their pulp daddy and i want to thank imagination as always for their lupu juice 10 please head over to social media and follow us everywhere at dawf podcast also make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawf podcast at yahoo.hotmail why did that sound so weird Hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. I don't know why that sounded weird coming off my tongue. Um, maybe it's the 14.4% ABV. Could be. Beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm the beer. Um, please head over to Patreon, and for as little as a dollar a month, you can subscribe and get extra episodes of, of the show. Uh, you know, As Ober discussed, we may be doing something special for episode 200 for the Patreons. So head over there. Like I said, it's a dollar. Helps it helps us do cool things like when we went to Asheville. Helps kind of pay for some of those trips and supplement that. So do that if you like more content from your favorite drinking podcast. Also, make sure you head over to Discord and join the line the live conversation over there with other fans of the show. And finally, if you decide I'm not a real, real big fan of any, doing any of that, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you get your podcast and drop us a rating. Um, yeah, rate us five stars. That's kind of what we prefer. But, you know, really give us your honest feedback. Uh, that helps, too. And so with that, my name's Stud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So I have a suggestion for the Pineapple Princess. Okay. I think you should store the keg upside down from now until you transport So all of the hop gum will settle at the top of the keg. And then when you flip it, it'll have more time to kind of percolate into the solution of the beer. Would it clog the, like, the 
spouting stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Might, well, no, I don't want to clog it all if it's at the bottom. But it would clog the, the, might clog the CO2 point. Input line. Okay, then put it on its side. Turn side. your kegerator yeah. on its side. I mean, that's how that's how Total Wine store, stores all their their corn cakes is on the side. So doable. Okay. I hope you win. Me too. I don't think I'm going to, but I'm excited for it. Worst case, all you get you get to try a bunch of good beer. Yeah, well, like I said, my goal, and it's the first year I did it, so my goal is drink a little beer and scout like what people do. There you go. Brew beer you're happy with. 